you you just said uh, because we didn't release an episode on Monday and I said we're back and you said <laughs> we're back. Uh, what? Something and better than ever? Back and better than ever. Back. Okay. Yeah. Back and better than ever. Yep. As soon as you like, I don't know why, but I just, I, I just, I have this like, 1980s like cable promo or something in my mind when you say that you know like like uh, it sounds like you know the cinemax summer of a thousand movies back and better than (laughs) um it's um mike greenberg i don't uh he's oh yeah espn guy espn tv host he's he's back to radio now he he would do that on mike and mike at the end of every show and the beginning so ah okay yeah. but um they, he, he's so mike um golick had his last radio show a, a couple weeks ago so mike, oh really m- m- yes so like mike and mike ended like four years ago i think right yeah then greenberg got his own like morning tv show which i i could have fucking told you it was a bad idea yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and then Golik and Trey Wingo continued okay. on the morning, and it seemed good. I mean, uh, but like, I think, like, much to my like, um, like maybe ignorance, uh, which is weird because I listen to a lot of sports radio, like. ESPN's been falling apart for the last like seven years. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I mean, they're, they, you know, a while back, probably like six years ago, they like fired all their tenured writers, all the like, um, kind of long term people. They, it cost cutting. Okay. Yeah. Because I found it funny. I was like, Damn, and a lot of these people are going to Fox Sports. I wonder why. Well, I'm fucking ESPN fired them. They yeah. didn't renew their contracts. So, uh, Golik and Wingo were the latest ones. Um, so, yeah, kind of a end of an era. But now Greenberry is, is uh, back. In the back morning? In, or? Uh, yeah, uh, I think he's... Uh, sh- Chicago is going to carry his show from like noon to two o'clock or something. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's okay. I don't know. Has, um, because ha- you listen to a lot of sports radio, has it been, has it been tough the past few months with nothing going on? I mean, do they still find shit to talk Actually, about? Actually, so, so I always marvel at the, sports radio or sports show hosts when shit's just handed to them on a daily basis whether it's through competition or controversy or some uh arrest of an app or whatever right no i realize when that light is on and you have to talk to millions of people like uh, you and i currently do i mean (laughs) That's a lot of pressure, I'm sure. So I, <laughs> while I say it's handed to them, I mean like topics are right, well, right. You probably, you know, you have to watch sports, blah blah blah. But um, during the like shutdown, I was they they actually made up some some like good stuff. I mean, yeah. in Chicago, there's. Because the city of Chicago, to everybody out there, like, this is a shitty sports town. I mean, people support their teams, but the owners here on the they're they don't know how to operate. And, right. you know, I really feel on the most part, like, sh- Chicago fans hang on to history longer than other major markets. Right. Um, and that I, th- I think hinders shit. So um, look forward. If you want to win, look forward. But anyway, they they were able to talk a lot about the Cubs and their contract issues with 
Oh yeah. Bryant and Rizzo and Baez and Contreras and all the, you know, David Ross. And then um, the bears, um, the, um, Trubisky's a hot topic always. Ryan Pacey, general manager, is a hot topic always. Um, the Bulls are in shambles, so they made some major moves also. Um, the fucking Hawks are probably the most uh, stable club in the city. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they were actually lucky. They had a lot to talk about and yeah yes so yeah Yeah, and the you know the cubs the cubs whole thing with that marquee network and right you know not coming to a deal with comcast to show cubs games until like right before the season started you know it's like you knew this was going to happen so why why did it take to the last minute for it to happen you know there's just no way to avoid it going to the last minute because you had to have that pressure to get a deal or something. I don't right. know. They even had like, they even had a four month uh, extension. Yeah. Because um, during spring training, they like threatened, oh, no, this can go until opening day, blah, blah, blah. Shit yeah. shut down. And you're like, it's still like mid or end of July and they're still still not with it yet so yeah well um, i mean you know i got no room to talk it, it's exactly like me with do, filing my taxes you know right i i know i have until april 15th to do it so april 14th i'm taking care of it and this year they gave us till july 15th so like <laughs> i didn't have them done before july 15th so right. it's just like yeah whatever but um i'm glad they got a deal done because that makes it makes it a lot easier for a lot of people to um to watch them but yeah um well that's interesting that they you know with this with the sports talk radio it you've mentioned before how like not everything they talk about is sports anyway and sometimes the more interesting things they talk about aren't necessarily related to sports right yeah yeah um, a lot of it is personality you know right right there so, was a lot of um no they talk about a wide range of shit i mean like what gets like repetitive and idiotic is um dave kaplan he's a he's a like a look at me look at me like like he's like 18 but he's like fucking 58 or something (laughs) like and he's he, he like lost all this weight he he like eats um uh uh that uh god damn it my keto 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 yeah yeah so i mean he he's like talks about like what he fucking eats like he's a badass and like a, about his workouts and shit but you know after all that dude you're still not good looking so shut up <laughs> like you're still not good looking so like <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> Damn, Brian, you are brutal. Yeah, well, yeah, and and here's and this is so on the other uh, side. That's how talented this gentleman. Like he he is so good that he can irritate a person like me, and I'm still gonna <laughs> fucking tune in. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. <laughs> he is good. he's great at his job but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah do you do you think there i wonder if there are people that listen to us just because we annoy the shit out of them <laughs> you know yeah oh yeah like, i hate those guys god damn it the fucking brian asshole <laughs> or or if they listen to an episode and they're like there's an hour I'll never get back. Right. And, then, and then like when the next episode comes, for some reason, they listen anyway. Right. Well, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know. Did I talk about hating a song so much I would memorize it? Um, I, you I, talked I, about how like songs that played at the grocery store yeah. that you would hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of reminds me of a like, yeah like a song I hate so much or a, or a personality. I just like despise. I'll keep watching. I'm like, yeah. Like Rachel Ray. I mean, I know her fucking house burned down, but this like goes back like years and years and years. It's like, 
something where she, this lady like just like bug me she's nice and does a lot of cool shit that's awesome but something just rubbed me the wrong way and i mean i just would keep tuning in and it like turned into this attraction kind of <laughs> like george costanza <laughs> <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> I dislike it so much. I think I'm starting to like her. <laughs> Rachel Ray's house burned down. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, like one recently, of her, huh? Recently, yeah, like this past weekend or something. Oh shit! Yeah, Rachel Ray house. Oh yeah, here Rachel Ray house fire. Our house may be gone, but our family. Uh, yeah, man, I didn't. I, I missed that. Sorry, Rachel Ray. That's a bummer. Yeah. Well, um, I, I wonder if it was a if it was a recipe gone wrong or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think it happened like overnight or something. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. Yikes. Hopefully, uh, things are okay. I mean, she'll. Build a new house. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, she's got enough money to cover it. Right. She's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, long time. Long, long enough for you to to, <laughs> to transition your thoughts about her. Yeah, I know, right? It's That's kind awesome. of sick on my end. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. One of the things that I oh. I did you fill out your census? Uh, Emily filled it out. Okay. So yeah. And so like April first was census day, right? And um, April first was also the day that I moved into this new place. Okay. So um, I I didn't fill out a census because I was like, oh, I was probably counted at the old house and, you know, I didn't, I I just didn't do it. And then, so this past week, like four times in seven days, a census guy came to the house and left a form saying, we, we, we were here while you were gone. Please take care of the census. And I was like, man, these people really want me to be counted. Um, and but I didn't do it because I was like, I think I've already been counted. So. And I, I, I miss the guy every time, but then like on, I don't know, Saturday or Sunday, he I get a knock at the door and I answer the door and it's the census guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I don't I think I was counted at the old house. I'm not sure. Well, first he was asking me when I moved in right. and I was like, I moved in in April and he's like, not April 1st. And I was like, yeah, April 1st. He's like, well, that's the census day. And that's the day that we're supposed to count, like where you were on April 1st. And I was like, yeah, but I think I might have already been counted at my other house. So then I have to figure out, I had to ask if I'd been counted and it was unsure whether I'd been counted. And this guy was like, well, if you've been counted there, but you were actually here, it's really going to cause problems. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, I wasn't counted at the other place. Just count me here then. Fine. Right. Like, I understand, I understand it's serious business and you need the accurate counting, but like, I just don't know. And like, was he all like pissed off at you? He he wasn't, but you could tell that he was really like exasperated by, by me not knowing where I should be counted, you know? And I could tell that it was really going to cause problems if I was counted at the other place when I should have been counted here. You know, I could I could tell that that was going to be a problem. So, uh, you know, I was just like, all right, whatever. And so then, you know, and it's really easy. He just, you know, asked me a few questions and typed it into his whatever. And then as he was leaving, I thought, you know, if I was counted at the other place and I'm counted here, there's another like white male that's double counted like do we really need to give white males any more of an advantage (laughs) than we already have (laughs) like if there's anything the world doesn't need it's double counting white males right i should have just said no i was for sure counted at the other place and then if i wasn't counted oh well you know what's one fewer white male in the census but i don't know it it's just it's remarkable to me 
and I and actually told the guy, I was like, thanks for actually coming to people's houses to do this. Like, that's such an old school way to do it. You right. know, it, it actually is like kind of boggling my mind that that people are doing this. Then he's probably thinking, well, if you fucking counted yourself right, I wouldn't have to be doing this. <laughs> That's the other thing I thought, because um, the the um, the town's Facebook page posted a had a post like a few days before that showed a map of the town and outlined the two census areas that were the only two census areas in town that had a worse response this census than they did at the previous census. Okay. And and I lived in I lived in one of those census areas. <laughs> they were they were the one that I live in and the one immediately to the south of me. And so um, you know, I wasn't the only one. And that's what this guy said. Like, you know, I, I asked him, I was like, do you have a lot of houses to go to? And he's like, yeah, they're kind of up and down this street and over a few blocks too. There's quite a few of them. And I asked him, I was like, are people pretty welcoming or do they like, nobody's like talking any shit to you or anything. Right. And he's like, well, this is only my fourth day. So not yet. And he was, he was, he was really like mellow about the whole thing. Like, so, so was his name Murphy and was he wearing Jeffrey Dahmer glasses and a members only jacket? What are you talking about? Well, I like, I mean, this like these. So when you're driving on the, uh, the highways back about like five months ago, they had like billboards. Oh, did they? Like, uh, smiling, uh, uh, it's census workers. But then, um, when Adam and I went camping, we were, driving up one of the highways and there are all these billboards in Michigan and we were coming up with backstories for all these <laughs> census workers. So I just wonder if your guy fit the profile. <laughs> he, I mean, he kind of, I mean, yeah. he, he, he was a, um, you know, tall, skinny, younger guy with glasses who wasn't very good at eye contact. Like he was just, you know, constantly looking away and and like he he had like the like he it seemed like he knew that it was serious business, but he also seemed like he felt like he was imposing on me by knocking on the door. You right. know? Yeah. And yeah. So it can't be comfortable. No, no. And especially like. He's basically coming to my door and saying, because you didn't do what you were supposed to do, I have to come and ask you questions. Right. So like he's, he's it's kind of an accusatory thing right off the bat saying like, you're not you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And what and like, I don't care. Like, I'm, I was glad to see the guy and talk to him or whatever. But, um, I, you know, I I'm sure he. He, he did say, like, if somebody doesn't want to talk to him, usually they just don't answer the door. Right. And he gets a lot of, like, not answering. Right. But, and I'm sure that's probably what he thought when he came to my house all those times. But, like, my car wasn't in the driveway. So I wasn't, obviously wasn't home. But then this time, like, I had the windows wide open. I was sitting at the table. The, uh, my car's in the driveway. The door is, like, there's no way that I'm not home. So I had no, I, I had to answer the door then. But still just, like, shouldn't have answered <laughs> i should have just yelled like i don't count leave me alone right. stop harassing me but um yeah i don't know and then and then like he he's asking me my name and he asks you know i have yeah he said i have to ask this are you male or female <laughs> and i was like male and then he's he's like okay i'm gonna list uh i'm gonna say a list of races you tell me which one you are and he starts with caucasian mm -hmm. and i wondered like if he always starts with caucasian or if he starts with what he thinks they are <laughs> and then goes down the list you know mm -hmm. if, you, if he's like all right this dude's obviously not african-american he's obviously not hispanic he's obviously not native american i'm gonna go with caucasian so i don't have to read all these other ones first <laughs>
<laughs> Good guess. <laughs> but anyway, but as he's asking me all these questions, I'm thinking back to all this genealogy stuff that I've done in like the census records are released um, 70 years after they're taken. So like nobody's going to see this census record till whatever, 2090. You oh, know? really? Yeah. Why do they hold on to them that long? I think uh, for privacy, the assumption is that people in 70 years later, the people that are answering are probably dead. Wow. Because, I mean, if you think about it, the people that answered the census in like 1950, those are like our grandparents who would have been adults then answering the census, you know, and they're That's presumptuous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um is, is that right? Is no, it I mean, no, I mean, I work with a bunch of people that were born in the fucking 20s. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just. Um, yeah, records were released under federal law that protects individual records for 72 years after the census. Um, what? Let's see. Why is that? Let's see if we can. If we can find a reason. Um Restricts access to, um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say, but it doesn't say why, but it is 72 years. Hmm. So, um, because I remember I was really, I was doing genealogy stuff and I was, uh, excited to see the night when the 1940 census was released, which must've been in, in 2012. Um, because my, I could, find stuff out about my grandparents my mom my mom and dad wouldn't weren't born in 1940 but i could still find stuff about my grandparents so nobody's even going to see this until 2092 but just the fact that like i'm giving my name and my address and like saying that i'm a white male and you know putting it putting it down like on this day this is what the deal was and then you know 72 years later they're going to be able to look at that and say this is what he was doing then so yeah, uh, because of course they can look at my Facebook page yeah, too. And <laughs> right, right, or a fucking job application or anything. Yeah. yeah, that's that's always so cool, cool, scary, strange. I don't know about like the idea that how how long electronic records are going to be around now, mm-hmm. and you know, like how how rare it was for us to have pictures of us when we were kids, but like each of my kids have had like 5,000 pictures of them taken, you know? Right. So they're like to see old pictures of themselves is going to be like nothing, you know? But, and that's just the way it's going to be from now on probably, but who knows? All right. So if you haven't turned in your census, if you haven't responded to the census, do it. So you count. Don't make it harder on Murphy. No, Murphy needs a break, damn it. He's got a lot of people to count. Which is, you know, it's really remarkable that that's how everybody was counted. Like that 1940 census, it was it w- literally was just somebody, not one person, but lots of people going door to door all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And counting everybody that way. Um, so, all right. <clears throat> We've talked before about how I think we've talked before about how neither of us drink coffee. Mm-hmm. I think I might start. Why is that? I, I was thinking the other day, I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of like, I feel like I'm missing out by not drinking coffee. I don't know what I'm missing out on. Like uh, regular shits or what? <laughs> That's not a problem. <laughs> uh, it, like it might become a real big problem. <laughs> I don't know. I was just in the, I was just, you know, when I was in the grocery store the other day and there's an entire aisle devoted to coffee, mm-hmm. you know, and there's just like all these varieties. And then I drive by Starbucks and I see that like the line is like a country mile long every day for the drive through. Right. And it's just like, People in like, you know, if you ever talk to somebody who really likes Dunkin' Donuts coffee, I mean, they're so damn passionate about it, you know, and it just makes me wonder, like, what am I missing here? You know, and 
it's it's an acquired taste or whatever i guess but like so was beer and like i acquired it and now i drink it so maybe i should give coffee a chance you might be on top of it <laughs> so start drinking coffee with me yes yeah, so i no i think it's admirable so people who train their palates to like something i think that's awesome um, yeah, uh, I mean, you're trying, you're trying to m- make yourself like something that you don't like. And while I won't take you on with the coffee, I mean, you're on your <laughs> own. Uh, you know, I, uh, I tried it with other things, so it worked with success. Oh yeah. All right. Um, and like, I, I guess I don't even really know. Well, I mean, I guess I kind of know what the read because there's just like so many different flavors and people who a lot of people who like coffee are like fanatical about coffee. And the other thing that I wonder is like I'm like the Diet Coke thing is completely out of hand and I'm real. I really have to start reining it in again. Okay. And like my concern is Diet Coke is a recent invention, right? Like pop is a recent invention in the last like 100 years or whatever. Right. And, and aspartame in the last like 50 or 60 years, 70 years, whatever. So like we don't really have an idea of what this stuff is doing to my body, you know. But like people have been drinking coffee for hundreds of years. Right. You know, and the worst it's going to do is like stain my teeth or I don't know, make me caffeine dependent, which I already am. It's not going to like make me grow some foreign tumor or something in my body like this Diet Coke probably. And it's not going to make my teeth fall out like the Diet Coke probably is. So basically, I just want to transfer from one addiction to another. It's like, it's like, um, what is, what's it um crack and cocaine <laughs> like um <laughs> no like is it heroin like if you're a heroin addict you you take methadone to like it's, wait a minute methadone what is methadone used yeah, for like, yeah addicts take, I, maybe it's heroin I, I don't know yeah so and like you know it's not great but it's better than better than heroin or whatever it is, you know? So like talk about pick your poison, but, um, so yeah, you know, maybe, uh, maybe coffee will be my method, my methadone. <laughs> maybe it's a bad analogy. I don't know. Well, I've, so, I haven't thought it very much other than being jealous of everybody drinking coffee and me not liking it. Right. So, I mean, will you buy it and then make it at home or, be like one of those people that's in a drive-through for half an hour to get Starbucks. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be going to Starbucks. I think I'll do Dunkin' Donuts. Um, because like Starbucks, I've never been to Starbucks. I think I got a hot chocolate from a hotel lobby Starbucks one time. But I've never been to like a freestanding mm-hmm. Starbucks. And I feel about Starbucks the way that I feel about Starbucks now, the way that I feel felt about libraries when I was in like middle school. Like I just felt so out of place at a library and I felt like everybody there knew something that I didn't. And they knew that it was like my not first time in a library, but that I had no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. And that's that's how I would feel going into a Starbucks like everybody in there knows what they're doing. And here's this guy coming in who's like, I never drink coffee. I just want to order something. You know, I would just feel like <laughs> I would just feel like such an idiot. And like, you know, they they write your name on the cup or whatever. And like I, I would just have nightmares about what the you know, the the shit talk that they would write on my cup about, you know, like, you know, dumbass who doesn't know anything about coffee or something like that. I don't know. So I'll just go to Dunkin' Donuts instead, and th- their shit doesn't get complicated. You know, it's small, medium, large, not the, not the all fancy sizes that Starbucks. Grande or whatever. 
yeah, like Venti and Grande and I don't know, super terrific or whatever. I, it, <laughs> I'm <clears throat> sorry, Starbucks. But like the I the few times that I I have drank coffee in my office at work a few times, usually because I'm cold and I need something to like warm me up a little bit, and I always regret it later because I have a stomach ache. So it's not even like my palate that I'm worried about getting used to. It's my stomach. Like I don't want to feel like shit after I'm drinking coffee. Right. Well, I mean, it'll make you shit. <laughs> Is it? Is that good for it? I don't even yeah, know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're going to have a dreaded afternoon shit. No, no. I'm on a schedule here, man. That no, is a first thing in the morning thing. That fucking thing's going to throw you off. All right. Well, that might be a you're deal. You're going to have to take a shower at work. <laughs> well, what am I thinking? You are taking a shower at fucking work now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm still not, I'm still working from the kitchen table here. So I can take a shower anytime that I want. So, so yeah, maybe now is the time to do it in case I do have to take a shower in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can be like, all right, well, we need to uh, clean things up and then we'll try again and get this coffee drinking under control or whatever. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but the, you know, probably what will happen is I'll probably go and get a coffee and that won't satisfy me. So then I'll have to go and get a diet Coke too. <laughs> so, <laughs> and probably like, you know, defeat the whole purpose of doing it. But, um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, um, I'll, I'll, I'll try it and I'll, I'll report back how things go. All right. Another up on. I'm I'm sure everybody will be waiting with bated breath to see if <laughs> how my coffee experiment is uh is going. Um all right. Have you um here, let's let's talk a, a little bit of politics here for a second. There's a Joe Biden has a running mate now. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris, right? who I like, she just, to me, she always seems like, um, she seems like the type of woman who, the type that like, I would not want to have to explain something to when I'm full of shit. Okay. Because, because like, it just seems like, you know, I could tell her something and she'd be like, fuck you. That's not the truth. <laughs> and like just totally see through whatever you're saying or like i like i just feel, she's gonna kill mike pence like if they have a debate mike pence is gonna be just torn apart but um well i mean he's 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 not even gonna be able to take the debate stage with her because he's not gonna be able to be in the room by himself with her so that whole, uh, <laughs> but anyway, Mike Pence, but Kamala Harris, do you remember? And this is, this is, uh, I don't mean, I'm not talking trash about Kamala Harris in this, when I mentioned this at all, this is all like, um, uh, what's the word deficiencies in my brain. Okay. Okay. Think back to late eighties, WWF. Okay. Mid to late eighties, WWF. Okay. Do you remember a wrestler named Kamala? No. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. You have your computer there. Just do just do a quick Google search Kamala WWF and, and see what comes up. It's a very specific looking guy. And he was a character. He was really big in like the mid 80s. By the late 80s, he was already being oh, famous. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah. You remember that guy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he was he was billed as um, the Ugandan giant, right? But he's from fucking Mississippi, right? Right. And okay, so here I'll you're looking at this guy, right? Yeah. So his ring name was Kamala, and what's his last name? Um. Like his real, 
Yeah. Paris. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which is which is coincidence enough. But uh, then look when he died. Oh shit. He's... Holy shit. Yes. August 9th. August 9th. And which was reported Monday, August 10th. So he we find out that Kamala Harris dies on August 10th and then August 11th Kamala Harris is the vice pre- is the running mate. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? It is wild. <laughs> the only way I mean it when I first heard of Kamala Harris like in the mid 2000s when she was attorney general in California that was the first thing that I thought of was Kamala the wrestler. Mm-hmm. because like I always thought he was he he scared me like with that face paint right he would have like the tribal face paint and they they would bill him as like um a uh like a carnivore like this crazy carnivore carnivore not carnivore um what's the eating another human cannibal cannibal, cannibal. and um and just like the face paint and like the not only face paint, but chest paint, like the right. dude would put paint on his chest and had this like, I don't remember if it was like a spear or something that he would come to the ring with. Yeah. And, you know, he just scared the shit out of nine year old Brett. And and then he wasn't around in the WWF a lot after that, but he's just always been on my mind. And then when I saw Kamala Harris, I didn't know that it was pronounced Kamala. I thought it was Kamala. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, Kamala. And then I just see the news story about him dying on Monday. And then like the next news story was like how she was the uh, favorite to be the running mate. So it's just like, holy cow, that's crazy. So she, um, just retired like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's that's the crazy thing about wrestlers to me is like some of them go on a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've talked about like, haven't we talked about Ric Flair and how he was actually living the life? Yes. Um, yeah. Like it was actually like Ric Flair. Like right. He lived his his character. Right. And. Actually, you know what? Maybe we haven't talked about this. I don't see this in my... I'm looking at my episode notes here, and I don't see it anywhere. Um, Maybe it was one that I didn't have notes for. Well, okay. If we haven't talked about it, it's worth talking about. So, um, go tell... uh, You saw a special about him or something, right? Yeah, uh, I watched... I think it was a 30 for 30 on Ric Flair, and... You know, we grew up watching him. You know, we, he, he was this, this over-the-top, larger-than-life wrestler. And, I mean, I hadn't watched wrestling in years and years and years, but I w- watched it for two reasons, for nostalgia. And it's always interesting to to see what these people are like in real life. Uh, and then he was like still wrestling uh, up until relatively recently. Right. So he was this kind of just like, when he got into it, he was just, you know, like Rick Flyer, whatever the hell's last name is. Right. Rick Flair, F-L-I-E-H-R. And he was just this dude. And then he like, uh, adopted the woo and the like (laughs) and the like womanizing and all this shit and you know his like wife and friends were he like started to live that life he started to when he talked about it on air okay on tv like according to all these people that would (laughs) that shit was all really happening (laughs) He was just like that, like he turned into his his his, his character, and uh, it's fascinating. I think. Yeah, it is. I mean, he he essentially went native. You know, he right. he like, you know, portrayed this guy, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'll just be that guy." That's that's right. uh, it's going the extra mile there. That's for sure. It is. It is. 
Although um, it seems like he, he's not the only one because the ultimate warrior who was kind of a crazy guy, right. a crazy character, uh-huh. um, <laughs> he and like if you ever want to go down a YouTube wormhole, look at ultimate warrior interviews and they're just like completely bizarre. Okay. But the, the guy who played him, Jim, somebody was a pretty bizarre guy too. And he would give, he was like, uh, is he like a religious minister or something or a motivational speaker or something? I don't know, but there's videos of him as, as himself. And he's speaking, like just saying like all this crazy shit that you're like, does he know that he's not the ultimate warrior right now? And he doesn't have to be that crazy. Cause he sounds pretty crazy at this moment. <laughs> So he, you know, Ric Flair was living it up being, you know, crazy and, um, you know, is, crazy. Uh, for a different uh, is uh, the ultimate warrior with us still? No. Okay. No. Um, he died. Gosh, I want to say like 10 years ago or something. It's been a while. Okay. Um, let's see. 2014, April 8th, 2014. Um, he, that, that guy, man, he was talk about, uh, steroid dude, that, 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 that dude was ripped and he was crazy, but he was really entertaining to watch. Right. <clears throat> um, so were you, you telling me like, like hacksaw Jim Duggan carry carries her on a two by four in real life? <laughs> oh! <laughs> There, there was, um, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the story behind it, but, um, there was a story about Hacksaw Jim Duggan being at Hulk Hogan's house and like Hacksaw Jim Duggan getting mad and tackling somebody into Hulk Hogan's pool or something. I can't remember that the whole story, but like there's a, there's another speaking of YouTube wormholes. If you were an eighties wrestling fan, there's a guy who has a a YouTube uh, page that has gone around and interviewed all of these 80, a lot of these eighties wrestlers and just listening to them tell the crazy, crazy stories of all of these personalities like backstage and like away from the ring and like just crazy stuff. And like the honky tonk man. Oh, remember the honky tonk man? Oh yeah. Like, I mean, just really just like bizarre, like honky tonk man has great stories. Really? And yeah. And, um, because he, like a lot of people, it, it seemed like when they were being interviewed, were trying to like, you know, they were still trying to tell a story and still trying to like maybe protect their own legacy or protect other people's legacy or whatever. But like when you hear um, Honky Tonk Man, he, he, like he obviously doesn't give a fuck. He's just like, like talking about whatever all the time. Right. So, um, it's 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 pretty pretty awesome. I mean, it's probably not awesome if you weren't into wrestling because a lot of the names that they're going to mention won't mean anything to you and you won't understand why things are funny or awesome or whatever. But if you were into that like eighties, late eighties, early nineties WWF heyday, it's it's worth watching those videos because I, I i spent a few hours at work one afternoon watching them because like you watch one and then it links to another and it's like all right yeah i want to hear what honky tonk man has to say and oh yeah all right i'll listen to what macho man has to say too and yeah all right i'll listen to what hacksaw jim duggan has to say and it's like it just one after another and you're like all right these you know the road warriors and demolition and all these people and it's just like oh my god right. um uh people have to watch old macho man interviews <laughs> there are youtube compilations which, which i've wasted so much time watching <laughs> but if you want to laugh your fucking ass off 
watch a Macho Man compilation. (laughs) Oh, it's great. It's great. (laughs) When he's like, there's one, I think I sent it to you a couple years ago. He, he's like rambling on like, uh, about cream rising to the top. Oh yeah. Mean Gene, the, the cream's going to rise to the top. Oh yeah. And he like starts pulling out packets of fucking cream. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh my God. That's right. That, yeah, definitely. If you can, if you can find that one, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, but so many of those wrestlers have such like heartbreaking stories, you know, right. like, um, I, I just remember knowing that like Jake, the snake Roberts has just had like a really hard time, like for the past 20 years or something, you know, just like drug addiction and like, um, bankruptcy and all of this stuff. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, it sounds like it was always a really rough gig to have and a really tough living to make. But like while they were on top, there was a lot of fun to be had too. It sounds like, you know, fucking big boss man, uh, pass away when he was 41. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's the other thing. Like so many of those guys passed away early and, you know, so many of them from heart disease or heart attacks or whatever, you know, just either the, either the drugs they were taking or because they were so overweight or they were some of it, some of them were just flukes like big John stud. Remember that guy? Yeah. He just had, he died of like natural causes or something like some, it wasn't even like related to his wrestling. It was just like bad luck or something that he got. Um, I forget what it was, but yeah. And he, yeah, he died. He was just 47. So, right. um, no, who, who's, uh, rocking it. Who the fucking million dollar man. Is he, is he yeah. still around? Yeah. yeah. He's a fucking minister. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like wrestling isn't that isn't that much different than ministry, you know, especially like just having, you know, the big personalities and, you know, performing and making people believe a story or, or you know, grab onto a story or whatever. Right. It's just it it, it kind of makes sense. But right. um, like I God. always wanted Virgil to whip his ass. <laughs> yeah. Always. Like I always yeah. wish Virgil would just fucking turn on him. Yeah. Virgil, he was, he's, is he still, yeah, he's still around. He's recently made appearances for all elite wrestling under the ring name Soul Train Jones. Wow. That's, that's, he's gone by Virgil, Vincent, Soul, yeah, I mean, a lot of different names. Holy shit. Um, Dave, Rick Rude passed away yeah. one too. Yeah, he was real young and he um yeah, he died on my twenty first birthday, same day as Columbine, April twentieth, nineteen ninety-nine. He was yeah, he was just forty, he didn't even make it to forty one. But he's he's another one who, you know, it had to just be I think it was yeah, I uh, had an, an overdose of mixed medications, right. suffered heart failure. He was just um, so ripped and so like impossibly fit that, you know, he was doing crazy shit, I'm sure. Right. But anyway, WWF, if, if, if you weren't into it, get into it. Get into it. Go back and watch watch all WWF from like 86 to 92 so you're caught up. And then after 92, you can give up on it because that's when I gave up on it and I don't know what else was happening. <laughs> so, But man, I lived my life according to WWF there for a few years. Yeah, man, you were into it. Yeah. How about Brutus the Barber Beefcake? Yeah. That guy was awesome. Um, all right. So one of the things that, um, uh, 
I've, I've been doing, I've been, I haven't had to schedule a lot of zoom meetings until this week. And I've been meeting with students this week and, but I've, I've been, I've sat in on a lot of zoom meetings and it's always interesting to me because, you know, you're just, you're seeing into somebody's house most of the time when they're doing these zoom meetings, unless they have a virtual background. Are you doing Zoom meetings with your work at all or not really? No. 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 So, um, you know, everybody, you know, you just you kind of see into everybody's house and their background. And it seems it seems like some people are having a competition to see, you know, how how many books can I get on my bookshelf and then sit in front of it <laughs> to show you how many books I, I have. More of. Not to go back to the earlier topic, but like um, Jeff Dickerson is a ESPN Bears beat reporter and they were doing like um, they did the NFL draft. Okay. And they were doing it through Zoom and he uh, told a couple days later that he got kind of in trouble because the the like background of his office was really sparse and they told him put like books and pictures up. <laughs> so, that's kind of <laughs> kind of, i was kind of right yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um i all i have i mean i i it Early in quarantine, I was kind of shifting around and I was in the other house and doing it from different places. And then when I moved in here, I was in a bedroom and doing it from my stand up desk and just had a plain wall behind me. But since I've been at the at the just the kitchen table, I just have like these two like plain white doors behind me and like this like off white wall. And it's it's very plain. And like I even change my I even move my computer because if if my computer's at a certain angle, it'll catch like just the edge of the living room wall. Mm -hmm. And on the living room wall is this artwork that my daughter made when she was in like second grade art class. Mm -hmm. It's a picture of like a pilgrim. Okay. And it's like this pilgrim girl and it's on a black background and like, she's got the white hat and the white shirt and like the, the brown, brown hair and like the black, whatever around her neck. And, um, it just looks bizarre in the background (laughs) because like you can't really tell what it is. And, but it just like, looks like some sort of like, you know, Puritan religious symbol (laughs) or something like that. So I always just turn my, turn my laptop enough so I don't get that. And I just get the plain white background. But, um, with you and I were talking before we got on here about schools and, you know, different things that schools are doing. And I know some, some school districts are doing like zoom lessons where the teacher is like teaching from their house via zoom. And it just makes me like, you, you, you get a peek inside people's houses that way, you know? Right. And you kind of get to know them in a way that you might not necessarily have known them, maybe not get to know them, but you know things about them that you might not have otherwise known, you know? And I was in a meeting today with uh, 33 other people and like, I don't even know what was said in part of the meeting because I was just like looking around at everybody's (laughs) backgrounds to see what was there, you know? But I just wonder, do you remember how weird it was when you were a kid and you would see like one of your teachers out in public. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like at the grocery store or something. And you're like, Oh shit, this person actually has a life, you know, like this person actually has to be like out and about, but you're seeing that even more now. Like you're actually seeing into their house, you know? And it, as a kid, it would just be like, Oh, that's Mrs. So-and-so's whatever, you know, I don't know. It just, it when I thought about it, it just struck me as like this odd, like personal, like not connection, but personal, like this window into somebody's world that we never would have had when we were kids. Right. You know, are there people that had some interesting th- things in the background? 
No, but no, nobody that I saw had oh. anything. In it. I work at a university. Everybody, I'm telling you, like half the people are sitting in front of bookshelves. And I wonder, like, have you guys even read any of those books? Or are they, they just all for show? But I mean, this coming from a guy who has a bookshelf that, you know, maybe one third of the books on it <laughs> I've read. <laughs> but, and then, you know, you do have... The other thing that I do see is people with the virtual backgrounds that seem to be, yeah, that like, I think some people try to kind of outdo each other with their virtual backgrounds, you know, who can can have the coolest virtual background. Distracting. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Cause do you remember like, I even, I remember as a kid thinking like how crazy it was when you found out like a teacher's first name. Right. Yeah. You know, even that just seemed like, oh, my God, I know so-and-so's first name. I can't even. Yeah. I, I, I can't even weird. think of any teacher's right. first name now. Um, Rich Han. That was. Yeah. Rich and Teresa. We had both of them. Mm-hmm. It was it was Rich Han's class that we we met in. Yes. Sixth grade English and social studies. Um. But yeah, I mean, so to actually be able to see into their houses now is just, it just strikes me as kind of cool, I guess. I don't know. Maybe not. I, I But I, I also wonder if um, if that works the other way and like if the teachers are looking at the kids' houses. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and yeah. looking now and, and, and they're like, ah, so now I see why that kid's such a little asshole. Exactly. <laughs> well, that explains everything. <laughs> right. 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 And, you know, um, also, if you hear, if you hear like the parents yelling in the background or whatever, right. uh, I don't know. It, we're, we're, we're getting to know more about people than we probably should or whatever. Cause it's, it's kind of like, you know, peering into people's people's windows or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, like that guy who peered into your window when you were a kid that you, uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> your dad had to go chase. Like <laughs> peeping oh. times. Yeah. That's great. All right. Uh, let's see. What else is on my list here? Did did we... I think we might have already talked about Ouija boards. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just typed this, and I don't remember what I was thinking when I typed it, but... Um, you haven't used one, have you? I haven't, but, you know, I have this list of, of stuff that we want to do for the summer, and... Leave that one alone. <laughs> Leave it alone. Here's here's the other the other question I have. Like I have this list on the wall. Uh Uh-huh. And the kids' first day of school was today. And I'm undecided whether to now abandon the list or whether to just keep going and say, okay, it's not just a summer list, it's a quarantine list, you know. Sure. Yeah. Keep it up. I mean, there's still there's still cool. Oh, we did oh, I can report we did do the French fry taste test. And we did it last week. So I, I what I did, I I was worried about them getting cold. Right. So I was hoping to get like a, a few people to go to like a couple different places and bring them all back. But I couldn't get that organized. So I was like, all right, all of these places have apps. I can just like order them ahead of time and just so they, they I don't have to wait in line and I can just go and pick them up. It, it, that kind of worked. But um, Culver's which I think you mentioned has good fries, right? Yep. And good burgers. Mm-hmm. Well, what they don't have is an order online capability. So I decided, all right, I'll go to Culver's first and just wait in the drive-through. And I went to Culver's and the mile was the line was like a mile long. Oh, and I was like, all right, you suck. I'm not waiting in line. So we didn't get Culver's fries. Okay. But we got five guys. All right. Steak and shake. Um, Burger King, uh-huh. Wendy's, okay, Shoops, which is a local place, um, McDonald's, and Minor Dunn. 
Okay. Which is a local place. So seven fries. And the win the winner, absolutely hands down, without a doubt, was five guys. Okay. They were the most flavorful. They they gave you the biggest order of them. I I ordered a large fry everywhere. And it's interesting to see the different what different places consider a large fry. Like a large fry at McDonald's is like three fries. Like you barely get anything. And a, a large fry at Five Guys, like you get this like 20 ounce cup filled with fries. Mm-hmm. And then you get like a shitload of fries at the bottom of the bag that fell out of the cup when they filled it. And it's just like overflow. Like I seriously don't know if they were just being nice giving me all these fries or if it was standard, you know. But um, the the amount that they gave were was very, very good. So um, and they tasted great. So two thumbs up for um, five guys fries. But what the thing the is, ones? Um, it, 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 this is, this is where the time factor really came in because the worst ones were steak and shake. Okay. They have those really thin fries. Right. And those just didn't hold up to the time factor. Because I got those second, so I went to like five places after that, and I had a a bag, a, a like, um, it's a cooler bag, but it also traps in heat. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, you know, whatever it's called, but it also trapped in the steam, so it made the thinner fries a little bit soggy, right. and the the um, the steak and shake fries just were not good, but. If you get them in the in the restaurant, they're not bad. I, I like steak and shake fries. They're usually pretty crispy and they're, you know, they're thin, but they're good. But um they were they were the definite loser, although Burger King fries weren't great either. Yeah. You know, Burger Burger King fries, yeah, they're really not that good. They changed. Yeah, they they were definitely um they were almost undercooked it seemed. Yeah. Like they they didn't seem to have like like it it seemed like they could have used a little bit more time in the fryer, but um I don't know. I could be wrong, but I also part of the problem is that I was comparing them to Five Guys, which, you know, if if you want to be happy, order some Five Guys fries, and not o- and Ling Ice won't be the only thing making your mouth happy because those Five Guys fries will for sure do the trick. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Ling Ice, are you are you uh, are you utilizing any Ling Ice this I was evening? Utilizing some Ling Ice while uh, uh, we were speaking, I actually ended up eating it. Um, I nice. Was, I was drinking some yellow chartreuse on a three or four Lang ice cubes. And it, I mean, it fucking chilled it instantly, kept it nice, didn't water it down, and definitely made this mouth happy and that drink <laughs> happy. Lang ice. What is yellow chartreuse? Um, so sh- chartreuse is a liqueur that's made by monks it's this kind of this secret recipe it has like 130 ingredients it's it's, um herbal um kind of medicinal uh used um you can drink it uh before or after dinner i usually see it after um okay but you can do what you want um there's green and yellow and uh they're so here they're usually mixed in with cocktails but with every every liqueur you can drink it on its own so so i like that herbally the the uh, yellow one is a little sweeter um mm-hmm. Green one is a bit sharper and more medicinal. Both are fantastic, though. So, 
Nice. So yes. Nice. What do you? Doing? All right. Well, if I ever get over to your house, I'm going to try some of that. Sounds good. I I am drinking a uh, New England style India Pale Ale by the wonderful Heretic Brewery. Um, called Make America Juicy Again. Nice. And it is, I've had it a few times before. It's kind of a citrusy um, beer, and it's it's good. I like it. Um, all right. Well, I think that's the return episode. We covered a lot. Covered a lot. And, uh, and uh, we, while you're chilling your drink with Lang Ice, head on YouTube, look up some eighties wrestling. It you'll you'll be surprised how quickly the time goes by. It's it's good good viewing for sure. All right. Thanks for listening. Come back on Monday for another episode and tell a friend and we'll catch you later. Bye bye.